Good evening, everybody. This is Andy Elford, the host of All Andy Elford, and you are listening to a special post-game edition of All Andy Elford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and however you're listening, thank you so much for tuning in to our show this evening as we will be doing these shows post-game for the Toledo Walleye postseason run on Facebook Live, as well as here on the Anchor Network. So tonight's show is unedited, uncensored, and full of content. So enjoy the show. Let's get at it. Guess who's back? All in the Alfred. And a shot at a goal. 54 runs in the span. We're going to get shut out. Dumbino. Hit to a home run. Go, Jack. That's way back. Put some Bear down, Chicago Bears. Choo-choo, it's time for all Andy Alfred. Oh. My. Goodness. Gotta throw the hat on tonight. Oh. My. Goodness. Ho, ho, ho. Let me take a serious poll out here in Facebook Live as well as on the Anchor Network as this is a special post-game edition of All Andy Elford tonight right here on the Anchor Network. As we're doing this podcast right now at 12.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right now in Utah, 10.15 Mountain Standard, Mountain Time. The game has just ended in the Maverick Center. Tonight. And please, with the show of your hands, how many of you thought that the walleye were dead to rights tonight? How many of you, and be honest, how many of you thought that they weren't going to win tonight's game? And let me be honest with you. How many of you are shocked that Chris Martinet gets the game winner tonight? Oh my goodness! Absolutely outstanding performance! This team is not, is resistant. They are consistent in winning games. Finding a way, chipping away on this game tonight, unbelievable. I, I I am just there is not an emotion of this game tonight. Absolutely shocked of how this team performed tonight. And a show of hands. Show of hands, and I will be the first to admit it. Down 4 nothing, I thought we were dead to rights. The walleye, I'm going to say it, and I'm going to be political a little bit here, and a little religious, the walleye and Jesus have something in common. They both rose from the dead. And the fish win tonight at the Maverick Center in Utah, Oh my goodness. Unbelievable. Absolutely shocked. I I, I just I, I just can't believe 
that they came back and won this game tonight. I, I We're going to break it down tonight. We had two games in the East Coast League. We had an absolute stunner, a buzzer beater in St. Louis, Colorado and St. Louis, a buzzer beater. The Guardians and the Tigers were washed. The Mudhens win. Three straight wins in a row against Nashville. I am just shocked, folks. There's a lot of things that don't shock me. This one is a shocker for me. We're going to leave with this. The Fish up two games to one in this series. Go into the Mavericks Center tonight. In front of a crowd of 6,000 plus. Better crowd than it was on Tuesday night. And the fish. You know. There was a lot of questions. In my head. Through the first period. I, I said that we needed to get off to the front page. On Tuesday. We needed to set the tone. And Utah came out. And they came out swinging. They came out huge in the first period. Bradley from Fizzer at the 10.05 mark of the first period, beating Billy Christopoulos, who got the start tonight. Bradley, his six, it's one nothing Grizzlies. I said, all right, you know, Utah draws first blood. Not even 23 seconds later, Fizzer gets his fourth from Bradley and Ticos. And it's 2-0 Grizzlies. And I'm saying, oh God. We're playing from behind. We're playing from behind. And then at the 14-14 mark of the period, Penner getting his third of the postseason from Raby and McDonald. It was 3-0 Grizzlies. And then Watson calls the timeout. A key moment in the game, one of the key moments in the game, Calling the timeout. But then not even at the end towards the end of the first period. Tacos getting his third of the season for Bradley and Pouncey. And after 20 minutes, it was 4-0 fish. And I'll be the first to admit it right there. After the third fourth goal went in for Utah, I figured, I figured that they were going to take Christopolis out of this game. It needed to be, in my opinion, at that point, giving up four goals. He did not look great. There is questions with me with Christopoulos right now. I think he's playing injured. If you have been looking at his play tonight, and I was looking at his play on Tuesday, he doesn't look right. He can't move quick enough side to side. And he was looking a lot like wincing this evening during the game. And that's a question mark for going forward into this game tomorrow night. If he could continue. I think he can. But giving up the four goals. And they looked flat. Utah came out and they came out swinging. And they were hitting bombs. In that first 20 minutes of play. Out shooting the walleye 12 to 7. 12 to 7. In the first period alone. But this team. 
finds a way and starts chipping away at this deficit. It was a key moment in this game. Key moment in this game. A power play goal from Brandon Hawkins. His 12th of the season from Matt Barry and TJ Hensick. At the 821 mark of the second period. A nice goal off the faceoff. Getting it into the net. And it's 4-1. I said, okay. Got something there. And then Hillman. Finding a way in the end of the period to get the puck into the net. To cut the lead in half to 4-2. to two. Goal was unassisted. At the 17-04 mark of the period. And I'm saying to myself, oh boy. This third period is going to be interesting. And it became interesting... At the 6.37 mark of the period. As Dylan Freeze gets hooked by McKenzie. Brings him down. They are awarded a penalty shot. Now, like I said, Christopoulos does not look, did not look 100% in this game. He was, looked like he was wincing a lot during the game. And... This was a key pivotal moment in this game. Freeze then goes down the ice. Deeks to the left, Deeks to the right, beats Christopoulos. However, he hits the joint of the post between the crossbar and the right crossbar, and it goes off and does not go in. Keeping the game at 4-2. Then, in this next series... The fish go down the ice on a broken three-on-two play. Hensick takes the shot. It almost beats Jones, the goaltender. No minor in this game, by the way. No minor for, for Utah as he was called up by Colorado. No minor in this game. He gets Jones gets in and makes a huge save. So... The fish keep pouncing and keep pouncing and keep pouncing. In the third period, getting it down into the Utah zone. And with a minute and a half to go, in the third period, Brent McKenzie gets the goal to tie the game. And I'm sitting on the couch. And I'm like, and oh, let's go, baby! Let's go! Mackenzie from Barry and Hurd. And it's tied up at four apiece. The Fish then out shooting Utah after 60 minutes in this game. Now, there was a bit of me... Leary into the overtime period. Okay, now how we saw what game one happened with a bad call at the point, which caused Utah to score the game-winning goal in overtime. I figured, you know, Utah was gonna, and I'll be one to admit it. You know, I figured that Utah was going to probably find a way to, you know, stop the bleeding and win this game in overtime to force. The game six. The 
the game six and possibly game seven that is going to be necessary in this series. We go into overtime. Great opportunities for Utah down in the zone. And Christopoulos and the defense stands up. They absolutely stand up. They do a fantastic job. And if you have in your Butcher Grass overtime challenge, Chris Martinet to score the game-winning goal, please raise your hand. I see no hands. Chris Martinet, who has only two goals in this playoffs, had one going into this game, gets the game winner. A beautiful shot. I thought it got tipped by Dickinson in front. He gets the pass. He gets the pass off from Hawkins. Martinette shoots it from the point. And it beats Jones. At the 501 mark of overtime. I am just. I am just shocked. I literally was shocked. Like I said, if the fish have rose from the dead, down 4 nothing in this game to win 5-4 to four in overtime. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. This game, in my opinion, in my opinion, will go down in history as probably one of the best games in all of Toledo Walleye history. Because from a team being down 4 nothing, you know, and we, the, the stats, you look at the stats, the fish were, after 40 minutes of play, when they were losing, were 1-2. I mean, excuse me, they were 0-3 in postseason play. When they were down in the series after 40 minutes, you know, and I, I and I said to my I, I said to my dad, you know, after they were down four nothing, I said, you know, this is over. I texted a couple people. I said, I think it's too little, too late. Boy, was I wrong! I was absolutely wrong. This team has something right here. This team is something. We are absolutely blessed with this team. The veterans on this team, the young talent that we have on this team, to battle through adversity, to battle from this deficit, to just keep on chipping and chipping and chipping and tying and winning tonight. This team, well, for, for me, there's two teams, two teams all time, two teams all time. We'll go down in history as one of the, uh, some of the best hockey in the city I've seen. 
Of course, 06-07 Storm getting into the American Conference Final against Atlanta. Four, getting it to five games. And then, of course, the year in 2015 when the Fish got to the, got to the Western Conference Final. Because 19 was a good year. Don't get me wrong. That was a nice year. But those two teams, to me, those two teams in Toledo hockey history, in my history, I was born in 1990. Those teams, to me, growing up watching, some of the best hockey teams I've seen. Now, I was alive in 93 and 94 when they won the Riley Cup. I was three and four years old. But this team, 93, hearing the lore of Deasley and Judson and Aaron Hicks and and the Chief and Corvo, fantastic. Hearing the history, it's great. But to me, the 06 team, just rallying and rallying and winning it, getting to the conference final, and unfortunately losing to Atlanta in the conference final was one. And the year that they played South Carolina, game seven with Lurg and Rogers and all that, to me that was one of the best teams. 19 was a good year. We gotta, I got to say that 19 was a great year. But you know we were outplayed by Newfoundland the entire post the, the entire postseason run, giving us a couple chances here and there to you know probably take the lead in the series, but it couldn't happen. But this team, without a doubt, in my opinion, is one of the three best teams I have seen in Toledo hockey history. And I've been around since 1990. I I've heard about the miracle on Main Street. I've heard about all the great gold digger teams back in the 80s. The history with the Mercury. The history with the Hornets. The history with the Blades. I've heard all this history. Without a doubt, in my mind. With me being born in 1990. And what I've witnessed in these, in these last 32 years. Of being on this planet. This team right here. Is, it's got to be the best team. That Toledo has ever put on the ice in the history of the ECHL hockey program in Toledo. And that's saying a lot. Because they battle from adversity, they battle to keep winning, and they win. They find a way to win no matter what the situation is. And Toledo on the power play, killing it. They're penalty killing, absolutely stellar. Holding Utah, going 3 for 3 on the penalty kill. Utah was 0 for 3. Toledo on the power play, a perfect 2 for 2 tonight. Toledo out shooting Utah in the game. After being down the majority of the game, out shooting Utah 33 to 30. Christopolis in the game, stopping 26 of 30. Save percentage of a point, 895. Jones stopping 28 of 33. Save percentage of a point, 9. Zero five. Time of the game. Two hours and 46 minutes. 6,629 at the Mavericks Center tonight. The three stars of the game. 
the number three star was T.J. Hensick. Number two star, Brett McKenzie. And the number one star, Chris Martinet with the game-winning goal. Toledo with the win tonight are now up three games to one on the Utah Grizzlies. Game five is tomorrow night, 9-15 puck drop at the Maverick Center. Now, here's the, ki- here's the kicker. Here's the kicker for you. Tomorrow night, the walleye, they've been having it the la- last night. They had it on Tuesday night at Fleetwoods. Tonight was the first night of watch parties at 5th, 3rd Field. And you could watch the game on the scoreboard at 5th, 3rd Field down the first baseline with concessions open. It's free to the public. Fleetwoods is also open as well. You can watch the games there. Uh, It's going to be a nice night tomorrow night. There is a possibility that we could be seeing history tomorrow night, folks. A strong possibility. I'm just hammering on this wood table. There's a strong possibility that there could be something happening tomorrow night at the ballpark while this game's going on. And I'm just saying this. The Fish are up three games to one. If somehow they lose this game tomorrow night, if they lose this game somehow tomorrow, game six is Monday, Memorial Day, 735 puck drop. Get your tickets, ToledoWalleye.com. Head down to the box office at Fifth Third Field or at the Huntington Center or call 419-725-WALL tomorrow morning when the box office opens. Get the tickets. Because this game, if it does go to six, the Fish are one win away from the Kelly Cup Final. I'm just saying this right now. This game, these next, this tomorrow night's game is a must win for Utah because they need to win the series. If they want to have a chance to keep the series, this is a game that they must win tomorrow. But if I was the fish, I put on the, sh- the I would step on the gas right off the bat, just like in Game Three, step on the gas and finish the job and just finish it. In my opinion, finish the game. The officiating tonight was actually really good. Nolan Boyer and Jack Young, Chad Fuller as the linesman, Christopher Williams, the linesman for the game tonight. So that is that for you. Fish, a big winner, 5-4 in overtime. Chris Martinet, the game winner at the Maverick Center. Oh, baby! go fish we go from the west back to the east and tonight of course a big game in florida could the everglades close out the newfoundland growlers florida three games to o lead on newfoundland newfoundland finds 
Oh, can they find a way they do to keep the series alive for Newfoundland? It started with Skirvling. His second of the season from Green. It's one nothing Newfoundland. And after 20 minutes, it was one nothing Newfoundland out shooting Florida in the game 15-5. to In the second period, it was Green getting his sixth of the season from Capcheck at the 9.47 mark of the second period. It's 2-0, Newfoundland. Florida capitalizes with 50 seconds left to go in the game in the period as Sambrook, his second of the season from Vander Esk and LeBlanc. And it's 2-1 after 40 minutes of play. Florida being outshot in the game still, but they outshot the Growlers in the second period, 17-9. Then in the third period, Newfoundland finds a way. And Green gets his second of the night, seventh of the season from Johnstone at the 16.38 mark of the period. It's 3-1 Growlers. Plouffe gets into the empty netter at the 19.18 mark of the period. And Newfoundland beats Florida tonight 4-1. Florida outshoots the Growlers 32-30. Both teams 0-3 on the power play. Chad John, uh, Johnson, the loss, he stopped 26 of 29. His save percentage of a .925. For Newfoundland, it was Petrozelli. He stopped 31 of 30. His save percentage of a .975 in the game. And Green, the number one star. Sandbrook, the number two star for Florida. And Petrozelli, the number three star for the Growlers. In front of 6,583, two hours and 40 minutes took to play the game. This evening in Florida. So the so Newfoundland finds a way. Continues the run that they, they, they get back into the swing of things. And salvage a game in the series. As they're down three games to one to the Florida Everblades. Toledo up three games to one on the Utah Grizzlies. Now both teams, both, game, both teams, all four teams will play tomorrow. 7 p.m. puck drop. In Hertz Arena, can the Growlers get this series back to Newfoundland? We shall see. 7 p.m. Eastern puck drop, Newfoundland versus Florida. 7-10 Mountain Time, 9-15 puck drop in Valley City, Utah. As the Fish take on the Utah Grizzlies, 7-10 Mountain Time. 9-10 puck drop in Eastern Standard Time. If this series does go to Game 6, it will be Monday night, 7.35 on Memorial Day for the Fish at the Huntington Center. Game 6 in Newfoundland would be a 7 o'clock puck drop. Game 7, if necessary, will be on Tuesday at the Huntington Center, 7.35 puck drop for that one. I am I, just still absolutely shocked. Martinet, unbelievable. Getting the game winner tonight. Beating the Utah Grizzlies, who had a 4 nothing lead after 20 minutes of play. They rallied back. And like I said, I had the fish written to dead. I had him written to dead. I've eaten crow. I have absolutely 
astounded and shocked that this team has come back to win this series. To take this series three games to one right now with the possibility of getting things done. On the road, it only takes one. And this is the hardest one to win. You need to win at least one game. If Toledo wins one more game, the series is done. We go to the Kelly Cup final. But let's take this one game, one period, one shift at a time. But let's celebrate this one tonight. This was an unbelievable game. Absolutely unbelievable game. As you are listening and watching All Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you are listening, wherever and however you are listening, thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight, as well as on Facebook Live tonight as we are doing this show post-game edition as it is a little after a little after 12.30. We're about 12.40 right now, Eastern Standard Time, 10.40 over in Utah as there was a good contingent of walleye fans that were in attendance at the game tonight. I saw that they did that piece on them. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out. Uh, Other sporting news to pass along for you. Let's dive into the rest of the NHL for you. Of course, last night, if you got a chance to watch it, I got a chance to watch the ending, of course, and seeing Connor McDavid getting the Oilers into the Western Conference Final beating the Calgary Flames in their series by a count of 5-4 to four in overtime. Edmonton wins the series four games to one. Who will they play in the Western Conference Final? It is going to be the Colorado Avalanche. The Avs tonight, a huge win. An absolute huge win. A, pardon my language, a ball buster ending for the St. Louis Blues as they give up the game-winning goal with five seconds left to play in the game. As the Avalanche scored two in the third period, including the game winner with five seconds left to play in regulation to win the series four games to two, to win the game tonight three to two. Falk gets the goal started off for St. Louis, his first of the season. Then Kumpner getting his first of the season. And again, Cairo, his seventh of the postseason. It's 2-1 St. Louis. And then Kumpner getting his second. And then the former Red Wing, Darren Helm, with five seconds left to play in regulation, scores the game winner. And Colorado wins 3-2. He gets the number one star. JT Kumpner, the number two star. Justin Falk, the number three star in the game. St. Louis Done. Colorado moves on. They will play the Edmonton Oilers. Game one, Tuesday night on TNT. So we only have one series left that's yet to be determined. As Tampa has swept Florida, we now wait the winner of Carolina versus the Rangers, which is game six tomorrow night at Madison Square Garden. 8 p.m. puck drop for that one. If it does go, it will go to Game 7 on Monday night in Raleigh. That's if necessary. Carolina's up 
three games to two in this series. So we'll see how that all shakes out as well. Other news and notes to pass along to you around the NHL. Uh, the conference, like it's the conference final schedule has been set. Uh, it will be ESPN getting the Eastern Conference Final. The Western Conference Final will be all on TNT with Game 1 taking place on Tuesday the 31st at 8 p.m. Eastern. It will be, be a 2-2-1-1-1 back and forth for that series. Marshawn, it will be out for the start of the season after having hip surgery, so that is bad news for the Bruins right there. Um, let's see here, other news and notes as well. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much about it in the NHL news front as well. Um, yeah, we'll see how we'll see how that all shakes out for tomorrow night, Game Six, Carolina versus New York. Carolina up three games to two. Can Carolina win at MSG? If they do. We will have game one on Wednesday night as it will be Carolina versus Carolina or New York versus the defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning. Also, other news and notes, sports news pass along to you. Of course, like I mentioned before, the Guardians and Tigers were postponed tonight. They will make that game up on July 4th for a split build daily night doubleheader for that one. So they will play tomorrow night, 4-10 first pitch. It will be Shane Bieber on the bump, 1-3 with a 3.55 ERA. We'll take on Ferdado, who is 1-1 one one with a 3 ERA for the Tigers. 4-10 first pitch for that one. Sunday, the concluding game of the series, we'll see McKenzie, 3-3 three three with a 2.70 ERA. He'll take on Edwin Rodriguez, who has no record of it yet, but his ERA, a 9.39 ERA. So both teams off tonight because of the weather. The game has just gone final from Great America Ballpark, and Red Lake Alfred has some good news to report. The Reds, a big 5-1 win over the San Francisco Giants. The winner is Ashcroft, 1-0 with a 1.69 ERA run. Don, the loss, he goes to 4-4 with a 3.60 ERA. Warren, the save, his third of the season. The Reds had five runs on nine hits, no errors. San Francisco, run, run on six hits, one errors. Brandon Drury hitting a solo bomb in this game tonight. For the Red Lakes. They will play tomorrow. It will be Wood on the bump for the Giants. 3-3 three three with a 4.82 ERA. Uh, David Bell has not yet named a starter for Saturday for Saturday afternoon's affair. Sunday, the concluding game of the series, it will be on Peacock. 11.35 Eastern. It will be Cobb. 3-2 with a 6.25 ERA. Taking on Malley, who's 2-5 with a 6.32 ERA. 11.35, puck, uh, 11.35 first pitch. For that one on Sunday afternoon. Other scores from around Major League Baseball. We had a lot of postponements tonight, of course. Uh, right now, bottom of the ninth inning, the Dodgers are up 6-3 on the Diamondbacks. Finals look like this. The Orioles, a 12-8 win over the Red Sox. Philly, the Phillies fall to the Mets 8-6. The Yankees, a 2-0 win over two bombs in that game in the fourth inning. As the Rays only had two hits in the entire game. As they had no runs on two hits, no errors. The the Yankees two runs on six hits, no errors in the game. The
The Braves a 6-4 win over the Marlins. The Twins a 10-7 win over the Royals. The Brewers fall to the Cardinals 4-2. It was the Angels falling to the Blue Jays 4-3. Pirates a loser to the Padres 4-3. The Mariners were a winner 6-1 over Houston. The Texas Rangers an 8-5 win in the game. Colorado and Washington were postponed this evening. So there is around Major League Baseball for you, of course. Minor League Baseball, the Mud Hens, a big win tonight over the Nashville Sound. A huge win for the Mud Hens. They have won three straight games against the best team in the international, into the AAA Baseball League. Can they go for four? We'll see tomorrow night. First pitch, a 6.05. First pitch tomorrow night at 4.05 Washington Boulevard. Uh, big news, of course, tonight as well as the Miami Heat now force a Game 7 with a 111-103 win over the Boston Celtics. Boston failing to finish the game, finishing the job with Jimmy Butler having a 47-point performance in the game. Also, the Lakers have hired... The assistant coach from the Milwaukee Bucks, Darren Ham. That's a big news story there as well. Uh, the Browns have signed David Njoku to a four-year, $56.75 million deal. $28 million of that is, is guaranteed. There's that for you. Also, this upcoming Sunday is the Indianapolis 500. You also have Formula One racing in Monaco, and NASCAR is in Charlotte. So, Formula One's in the morning. You have the 500 in the afternoon at noon, and then Charlotte at 6 o'clock. Uh, PGA Tour for you guys today. Today, Charles Schwab Challenge taking place in Fort Worth, Texas. Scotty Scheffler. Scott Stallings and Bo Hosser, nine under par, both three-way tie for first place. Patrick Reed at eight under par and Pat Perez at seven under par as well. You also have the LPGA back into the swing of things as they are having match plays, of course, this week as they are playing out in Vegas as we speak. Big one, of course, Kelly Tan and Joe have halved uh, through 17 holes. Uh, Carol Masson is down down to Rito, two up, two down. Cheyenne Knight wins 2-1. Uh, Carolyn Masson, 2-1 win over Brittany Adamire. Let's see here. Stacey Lewis falls to Stevenson, one up, one up to one down. Hella Choi, 5-4 over Sue O. Oh. Daniel Kang falls to Kelly Tan, 7-6. Jasmine Suwanapur, 5-3 over Ryu. So that's happening as we speak out in Vegas right now. That's the LPGA. It's the Bank of Hope match play. Then next week is the U.S. Women's Open. The big news, of course, is that Michelle Wee West, this will be her final tournament in the LPGA. So we send Michelle Wee a tip, tip of the cap for a career, a great career in women's professional golf. So, you know, she won't be there for the Dana Open, but it'd be good to 
you know, good to send her off and a good note. Hopefully she wins the U.S. Women's Open. So good luck to Michelle as you are listening and watching a special post-game edition of All Andy Elford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and however you're listening, thank you so much for tuning in. I uh, want to hear from you, the fans that are on the air tonight. How did you feel about the fish? And be honest, be honest, folks. Put a comment on this show. Be be honest. How many of you thought? How many of you thought the fish were for dead? How many of you thought the fish were for dead? In this in this game tonight, we'll put the poll question up tonight on our Facebook page for you to answer on this show. So there is that for you. We will be on the air tomorrow night for a special post game edition of All Andy Alfred for Game Five of the Western Conference Final between the Toledo Walleye and the. Utah Grizzlies, as Toledo is now up three games to one in this series. Can they shut it down? The three keys tomorrow for the Fish are this. One, set the tone early. Get on the horse, which means get into the, put pucks into the back of the net, get out to an early lead, and don't fold under pressure. Two, better defensive play. Utah was keeping into the neutral zone and trying to get the get broken plays. We have to break up these plays a little bit better. And three, finish the job. No matter what the situation is, we need cleaner passes, we need cleaner entry zones, and we need a better perimeter play instead of finding it into the neutral zone where Utah just collapses on us. If we get those three things, I think we're we see this team get to the Kelly Cup final. We shall see what happens. Like I said, there is talks of the talks of yours truly headed down to the ballpark tomorrow night for game five. If that does happen, I will let you know right here on our Twitter account as well as on our Facebook Facebook accounts as well as on the Anchor Network. Because we will probably do the if they win, if they win tomorrow night. This is a big key thing. We're debating, I'm debating about this. If they win, we might do the post-game show from the ballpark. We might, we might do the post-game show from the ballpark. We might. So we'll see how that shapes up. So until I talk to you tomorrow night, it is a truly pleasure to give you guys these shows these, these last few weeks as we are into the final runs of this walleye season. Hopefully we get to see this team get to the Kelly Cup final. We are one win away from the Kelly Cup playoff, Kelly Cup final. Let's see if the fish can get it done. So until I talk to you tomorrow night, right here on Facebook Live as well as on the Anchor Network, this is Andy Alford saying, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. The game of life. Keep your stick on the ice. And to the teams you root for at home, and to my teams, go Jackets! But go Walleye! Congratulations! A big win tonight! As you rose from the dead to win and take a 3-1 series lead over the Utah Grizzlies. Go Tigers. Go Reds. Go Guardians. Go Hens. And hit them straight. More birdies, less bogeys. Because victory is sweetest 
when you have tasted defeat, have a great night, everybody. And have a great Saturday afternoon and evening. Because I'll talk to you tomorrow night for Game 5 of the Western Conference Final. Between our fish, our fight, and the Utah Grizzlies. I love you. Talk to you guys then. This has been a presentation of the All Andy Elford Network, powered by Anchor. You've been listening to Andy tonight on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network. Whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Bleaker, however you listen, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you again for tuning into the show tonight. You can be a part of our show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyElford, as well as Facebook.com slash AllAndyElford. The podcast is performed each week right here on the Anchor Network.